0: It's that time again. It's Greek for the week. I'm Chris Palmer. Let's open our Bibles and get right down to the original language, the Greek. God bless you. It is the Greek for the Week podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We got a great show for you. We're going to be talking today about Acts chapter 16. We're going to get into it in just a second, but before we do that, we've got some exciting news. Bible.com U version. We have a 7-day devotional plan. All set up for you so that you and your friends can go through Greek for the Week and say, hey, we have this plan. We're going to study God's Word. We're going to go deep with Chris Palmer on Greek for the Week. And so what I ask you to do is take that Bible plan and share it with a friend. Text it to somebody. Say, hey, let's take the next seven days. Let's study the Scripture from, from the ancient text. Let's see what these Greek words mean. Let's see how it impacts the text. And, of course, I left you with a contemporary application for all of them. So... It's not just first century, it's also 21st century. So in Greek for the week, in 400 words, we are talking first century, we're talking 21st century and hitting everything else in between, in 400 words. And you're going to go through God's word. You're going to learn God's word on a deep level. I thank God for all the preaching I hear today. But you know something, you know what? There's so much in God's word that we can just go deep. And, and Greek for the week is to take you deep into it or begin to take you into it deeply so that you can, you can learn and grow. Amen? It's exciting. Um, Thank you all for the birthday wishes this week. Uh, I get asked, you know, at this age, people ask. They they like to guess your age. I'd say, how old are you, man? And I got some on the low end. I was happy. I got a lot of 29s. A lot of people guessing 28, 29. That, to me, 28, wow, that's great. No, I'm not 28. Those days, my 20s have passed me. I am no longer in my 20s. I'm halfway through my 30s. Actually, I'm 35. So, praise the Lord. 35, you hit that 5, that in-between. You start to look at the next decade. But I got five years left of 30s. And I'm going to make... I'm going to find as many Greek words as I can and do as much as I can in the Greek while I'm in my 30s, right? Someone said, you do Hebrew? No, nah, I don't do Hebrew. I don't do Hebrew. We just do the Greek over here. And I don't ever plan for that to change. So, <laughs> Hebrew was never my specialty in school. I like... Hebrew, I liked my teacher in Hebrew, he was a good guy, but I just would tell him, you know, I'm sorry, I just love the Greek, I love the Greek, Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Delta, I like the Greek, and that's what you're going to get right now when we go to Acts chapter 16 and verse number 1, it says here, Acts 16 verse 1, Paul also, Paul came also to Derby and Lystra, now he's in modern day Turkey, I'm looking at, if you see me looking, I'm looking at my map up here, I have a map on my wall behind me. A disciple was there named Timothy, the son of a Jewish woman who was a believer, and his father was a Greek. He was well spoken of by the brothers at Lystra and Iconium, another uh, place in Asia Minor. Paul wanted Timothy to accompany him. He took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in those places. but They all knew his father was a Greek. And as they went on their way through the cities, they delivered to them for observance the decisions that had been reached by the apostles and elders who were in Jerusalem. So the churches were strengthened in the faith and increased in numbers daily. And Now we have a transitional period. Paul and Timothy are deciding to move from one place to the next. And they have to decide, where are we going to go? Where are we going to take the gospel to next? And verse number 6 says, And they went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, which is parts of eastern Turkey or northern Turkey, Northeastern, well, we will just say more eastern Turkey, almost central Turkey, really. Have, <laughs> it's in Turkey. Having forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. Now, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, we're told here, that was poured out to them on X, in Acts 2 and, of course, in Acts 10, will not allow them to preach the word in Asia. Now, that's really interesting because you never really see the Holy Spirit telling people not to preach. It's almost like the Holy Spirit tells people to preach. So, if that's the case here, we know that the Spirit of God has... He has a strategy. So in your life, if you begin to experience the Spirit of God telling you not to do something, even when it seems like a good thing to do, don't be discouraged. That's the Spirit telling you, I have a strategy for your life. Don't stop here. Keep on going. There's something more. You know, just because it's a good thing to do doesn't always mean it's the God thing to do. We see here in verse number 7, And when they had come to Mysia, they attempted to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit... Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. So, again, they're blocked. Now, if you're reading the King James Version, you're not going to see the Spirit of Jesus. You'll find it in the English Standard Version, and you're going to find it also in the UBS Version of the Greek. You will literally see here the Spirit of Jesus. It's here in verse number 7 here. Uh, Verse number 7, let me find it in the Greek. Uh, Where are we at here? Yes. Now, this is very important. And you say, oh, how come it's not in the King James Version? That has to do with textual variance and translation theory, and we won't get into that, but I assure you it's in the Greek. And to pneuma yesu is in the genitive case. Now, this means the Spirit that comes from Jesus. The Holy Spirit in chapter 7, or verse number 7 of chapter 16, is called the Spirit that comes from Jesus. But if you look in verse number 6, you'll find out that the Holy Spirit is called to Agio pneumatos" or the Holy Spirit. So, why is in verse number six, he's called the Holy Spirit or to agio And in verse number seven, he's called to yesu. Is this Luke just changing his style and just changing up how he wants to call the Holy Spirit? Or is there a purpose for the reason why he's calling the Holy Spirit in verse number seven, to yesu. Now, this is very important to discover this. This is, this is going to bless your life. So get ready for this. We find here that this uh, Spirit of Jesus, to Panuma Iesu, is in the genitive case. Now, the genitive case is, uh, has different ways that it functions, and one of the ways that it functions, and I always have a hard time saying it, this word, pronouncing it, familiar. Familiar, I believe. Yeah, I think I said it right. Familiar? Anyway, what it, what it means is that it's saying, it could be literally translated, the Spirit that proceeds, or comes from Jesus. So the Holy Spirit here is seen in relation to or having come from Jesus. Now, why did Luke want his disciples to understand that in this particular part of the narrative that the Spirit is coming from Jesus? Well, it's very important because Acts chapter 16, we find this narrative almost halfway through the book. I mean, there's 28 chapters in Acts and if you look at Uh, The chapters aren't always broke up halfway, so this is pretty much around the halfway mark of the book of Acts, and, you know, the last, we really, we've seen some Jesus in in Acts chapter 9, and he appears to the Apostle Paul. We saw Jesus in Acts chapter 1, when uh, uh, he poured out, or he told the disciples uh, to go, uh, that when the Spirit comes on, they'll be endued with power from on high. So we see Jesus popping up in the book of Acts, and There's a crucial point in Acts 16 where God had a strategy for Paul and Timothy, and he actually, this is where the gospel was taken into what we call modern-day Europe. Now, Turkey is in Asia. It's part of the Asian continent today. And, well, and Istanbul is the only city that's on two continents, really. One of the only cities on two continents. I've I've been to modern-day Turkey. When you're in Istanbul, you can take a ferry from one side of the city to the other side of the city. You're still in Istanbul, and one minute you're in Asia, the next minute you're in Europe. And people do it because it's pretty cool to do that. We did that. We said, oh, we're in Asia. Oh, we're 10 minutes later. Oh, we're on a different continent. Um, and, <laughs> um, and God was bringing the gospel. At this point, he wanted to take it from the Asian continent and into the European continent. Now, God is above time. He sees all. He knew what Europe was going to look like. And I know Europe today is a place where they say there's it's, it's empirical. There's Western minds. They're not interested in the gospel. But for a time, Europe was the place of revival. There was a lot of Phenomenal things happening in Christianity that was taking place in Europe, but it had to start somewhere, and it was starting here in Acts chapter 16, in verse number 9, a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing there, urging him, saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. So he has a vision, and this man is saying, Paul, come, come help us in Macedonia, which is modern day. Some people would say it's, it was Upper Greece. Some people could say, well, it's Bulgaria. It's it's the northern part of Greece. It's right around that Bulgaria-Greece line, and that is Europe, and the Spirit of God was calling them to preach the gospel into Europe, and this was a very crucial moment for the church, but Luke wanted you to know something very specific about the gospel. He, He wanted to give you a very important detail, and that is that Jesus was involved in this decision that the Lord Jesus, who is the head of the church, he has commissioned the church, he is still very much part of the narrative. The the gospel, or, or Luke, the writer, does not want you to take your eyes off the fact that the Holy Spirit is working through the disciples to lead and guide them as they make their decision where to preach the gospel, but Jesus, the head of the church, is still very much involved in the narrative because he told the disciples, I will be with you always, even unto what? Unto the ends of the earth. So Luke is telling them he's fulfilling that promise. Jesus is still there. He is working through the third person of the Trinity. He's working through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was with them, but through the Spirit, it was the Lord Jesus that was with them, and he is walking the gospel now from Asia Minor over into Europe and the application, there's so many applications, but you could say it simply this, that Jesus is with us in the most crucial moments of our life, in the most crucial moments of our ministry, when it seems like, where's Jesus? There he is through the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. He was right there with Timothy and with Paul and with Paul's team, the Lord Jesus, as he had walked with the disciples upon the earth. There he is with them bringing the gospel over into Europe. And my friend, I want to tell you today that no matter what crucial decision you are making in your life, the Lord Jesus is with you through the Spirit of God helping you to make the decision. Maybe you're a pastor of a church, you have a financial decision that you have to make, you're a a, a husband or a wife, you have a decision to make about your family, you're a deacon at the church, you have to help the decision-making process in the church. Whatever you may be, a businessman, owner of your own business, you have a decision to make The Lord Jesus is there with you through the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes, the real living Jesus, there he is with you. He's on the throne. He's on the right hand of God, which means he shares authority with the Father. Okay? But he's very much present here with us through his Holy Spirit. So don't say, that. where is Jesus? Where should I look for him? He's right here today. And he loves you. And he's walking with you. So when you go to church... And you say the Spirit of God gets to move in. Jesus says, "Where two or more gather together in My name, there am I in the midst." When you gather together with a brother or sister in prayer, have you ever prayed with somebody? If you get together with them, you start praying, you feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. You sense that the the, the Spirit of God is there. That's the presence of Jesus that he wants you to know that the Holy Spirit is from Jesus. Jesus sent it. So when that presence gets going, when you see healings going on in service, when you see miracles going on in service, when you see the Spirit of God moving on the streets when you're doing street witnessing, and when you sense manifestations of joy where people begin to dance and shout, or whatever it may be in the service, and God is moving, and you say that's the Spirit of God at work, that is the Spirit of God at work, there's no doubt, but that's also the Spirit of Jesus. That's the Spirit that came from Jesus that's at work, and it's very much Jesus present in your service or in your midst. So we honor the Lord Jesus. That's why we lift up when our church begins our church services. We always say, Holy Spirit, you are the guest of honor. You're the guest of honor in this service because you have been sent to us from Jesus. And Jesus works through the Spirit in our services. So we always want the Holy Spirit to be present. I want the Holy Spirit to be present in this podcast while you're listening. I want the Spirit of God to be present in in the version <laughs> devotional that you, you're going to go on and you're going to subscribe to after this podcast, the U version. I want the Spirit of God to be present in Letters from Jesus, our up-and-coming book that's coming out as you read through the 52 studies. I want the Spirit of Jesus to be present in everything that we do in your life. May the Holy Spirit be present. May the Spirit of Jesus be present in your life and in your family this week so that you can have victory and so that you can be led and guided by the Spirit of of God. He loves you, friend. So today, remember, you have the Spirit of Jesus with you. I think I'm going to get a stand for this mic. I think I'm going to get one of those cool stands because this little thing gets in my way all the time. Not sure if you noticed that, but maybe you'll see that on the next Greek for the Week. We love you so much. God bless you. Make sure that you subscribe to this podcast. If you're not always subscribed to it, make sure that you share it with a friend. Give a five-star review and go on to version. Get the version Greek for the Week Best of Greek for the Week app um, uh, or not app, plan. You can just type in Best of Greek for the Week You can find the link on my Instagram or on my Facebook and it'll be a blessing to your life. Thank you so much and we'll talk to you next time on Greek for the Week. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support us further, you may visit us on the web at lightoftoday.org. God bless and good studying.